Healing crystals, skincare routines, knitting a sweater, fitting in jeans. With Katie and Sarah, no need to worry, you're on a lady journey. I don't know where we're at. But you know what, <laughs> let me tell you this. I want to go to Starbucks, as we do, and I want to get the latte, and then I want to go to I Crave It on the way back and get some of those pastries. Like okay. a little scony. Those are really good. They're way better than the Starbucks pastries. They also have good chicken tenders there. They have good food. Though I don't get salads there because the guy just, I call it when they over put, put too much dressing on. I'm like, you I hate fucked it. me. You salad fucked me. Salad fuck. Yeah. Yes. It's soup. It's a ranch soup with yeah. three spinach leaves. No, in you don't want that. Yeah. But they had that juice bar though. I'm oh, getting, I I'm love the juice for that place. I might get a juice. Oh, I just I just went back into juicing. I recently. remember you were you were mentioning that. So much celery. It's really oh, like love it. a work to get a little bit out. But you yeah. there's something about it when you get your juice, you're like, I am better than you. <laughs> <laughs> really I'm feeling so that. much better <laughs> than like, everyone. You feel like this is helping. And yes. you're like, I don't know if it is, but I like the feeling that it gives me when, when I'm you're holding that juice and you're walking around. You're like, am I a fitness model? <laughs> <gasps> so out of my way, my <laughs> juice. Like, I'm an influencer now. <laughs> like, Because yeah. you're like, I'm getting so many nutrients. You don't <sighs> understand how many nutrients I'm getting. That, I, that's like the bougiest bodega I've ever. And that's why I love it, though. Good. It's like, oh, I can get a juice. I can get chicken tenders and I can get a scone. Who am I? A freaking queen yes. of the world. And they do gluten free there. Ugh. They See, give I you a lot of options. I think I might need to go gluten free. I don't know if that's with my candida. Like Who something, knows? something is weirdly happening where it's like when I eat sugar, when I eat. Have you done Whole Thirty? That thing, right? Isn't that thing where you don't eat anything and then you slowly. In- put things yeah. back into your diet just to see if you're having because that's the th- I'm like maybe I have an gluten intolerance but I have no idea because I just accept things I you just make like- up my own symptoms I have <laughs> I well I ate I did eat I have been eating sourdough which is my gateway bread that's my gateway yes. bread where I'm like I'm just gonna have a little sourdough and then like next thing you know I'm eating like white flour from the bag <laughs> I know I didn't realize how great flour is no yeah, so I, I had yummy. taken so I had taken a hiatus of a flower, but I'm back on and it's wonderful. Ugh. I do want to do the whole 30 and I was thinking about getting into it R- after our last session. I was like, I'm going to get into whole 30 and then I'll do that for the lady journey. Yes. But it's so hard because you can't eat any you cannot eat any grains and that's no. tough. No grains, no rice. I'm like, I know rice doesn't mess me up. No, I, know I don't have problems when I eat rice. Doing a diet is horrific because like that was I do I'm still on the kick of like when I can try to be vegetarian I do but like I went to Aruba and I'm like if I try to be vegetarian all I would eat would be like coleslaw in that sad little cup that yeah comes they in don't have like I can't they don't have that well they don't grow anything on the island yeah there's so no like, <laughs> you're just <laughs> like what's your GDP here it's yeah aloe aloe yeah and cashews <laughs> and that's it yeah, I know. I had a tough time getting salads and stuff there, too, which is why I recommend Eduardo's sh- Smoothie Shack in the, my uh, Insanely Amazing Aruba highlights. Yes. Oh, Eduardo's. That guy must be like the billionaire of Aruba. Oh, God, it's so good. Yeah. What'd you get there? I usually I was doing the acai bowl with the mm. granola because I, I just I like getting Love the it. works. But Love then it. after a few days, we'd have breakfast and Joe has, needs to consume like a shit ton of calories. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. <laughs> it's everyone's fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I would just get the, I think it was called Purple Rain Smoothie. Oh, yeah. So I just did a smoothie afterwards. I would get a, um, the, uh, the Island Power Smoothie. Love it. So And good. that's another one where you're like, I'm, am I better than everybody Excuse here? Excuse me, everyone. I'm having a smoothie. <laughs> it was like spinach, pineapple, and like coconut. Yes. Ugh, so good. Uh, and then, yeah, they're always like, do you want to sprinkle the coconut? And you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Of course. Eduardo. Sprinkle me. Yeah. And they have like a really good bakery there too with like those like energy little, bites. Yeah, yeah, little gluten. Yeah, little gluten pieces. They're so delicious. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't, I, I don't want to be like, the thing about dieting is I think I want to do Whole30 because I want to do what's right for my body. I want to make good choices. But it's so restrictive that I don't think that that's good for me mm-hmm. mentally. It's not good for me mentally to be like, no, you don't eat that. You, you know, that person. Yeah, it like yeah. sends me on like a psycho spiral where it's like I can't be like living life like, no, that food's bad. This food <laughs> is good. It's like, no, that's just an eating disorder like waiting to happen. Yeah, I actually think uh, – we a, a lot even men are getting into eating disorders where I'm like every fasting. every year <laughs> like it's like a new on. fad eating disorder where it's like <laughs> oh I haven't eaten in eight days <laughs> it's my new thing and it's I like feel so light and yeah. I come closer to God yeah, and you're yeah. like oh, of course you have you're almost dead yeah yeah I mean I mean it's like it, it's it's a thing where it's like there's just no research into it. So nobody knows, like, nobody actually knows, like, what we're really supposed to be eating because, like, 100 years ago we were eating, like, bread and yeah. we were dying at 40. And we <laughs> we're like, oh, my God. I love um, – I used to work estate sales. Mm-hmm. We I worked for this lady. She would go to estate sales, and it was usually, like, old people going to an old folks' home where they died, and the family's like, get rid of everything. Mm. My favorite – I would just rummage through the magazines uh, and then cookbooks. And to oh, read yeah. the cookbooks from that time period, you're like, what are – how are they – and they weren't fat. Yeah. They're just cooking with lard and heavy cream all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And eating like ribeyes with butter on top of it. Yeah. Fat is good. The and fat is good for you. Yeah. And baked potatoes and all that stuff that you're just like, how insane that w- I feel like um, people were smaller back then than they are now. Yeah. I think, well, I think part of it is this like a s- food is so processed and it's like anything that's processed, which I don't eat a lot of processed food. I try not to. But also, it slips in. Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> I like to be naughty about it. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get into <laughs> Doritos? Yeah. Yeah. And but I um, love hot dogs. Do you? Oh, my God. I love them. Oh, no. But I saw a bad thing, a bad TikTok thing where they put a hot dog under the microscope <laughs> and they were showing what was inside of it. And it was like little hairs and little dust. And I was like, never, never oh. again until I feel like it. <laughs> Well, isn't, aren't we just all eating insect legs? Aren't we all hot dogs? (laughs) Aren't we all hot dogs? We are all hot dogs. I did eat, I did eat, um, have I talked about this on the podcast? I had grasshoppers. No, but I've always wanted to try at least the chocolate covered. I'm sure, what is it, like a nutty taste? I had these ones at this place in the East Village called the Black Ant. So it's like this gorgeous kind of like South American vibe. They have margaritas, and but they're like very high end. So it's like, um, you know, the passion fruit margaritas or whatever. And they had chili lime crickets. That's what it was, chili lime crickets. And they were cooked with, you know, spices. And it was just um, delicious. They just serve it and you kind of have it like with some chips or whatever and it was just like crispy and it just tasted like crispy chicken skin i mean how is that any different than just eating shrimp 
It's no, it, in my mind, it's no different at all. I thought it was, like I thought it was great. Seeds. And I would totally be open to like eating, you know, the, the ones that you don't want to, you don't want to eat the pussy bugs, yeah. I think. <laughs> Not to gross out the listeners, but yeah. you don't, you don't want the, like the larva, you know, like the those big. carrying sack. Yeah, yeah. You don't want those like mealworms or whatever they are. The kind of bugs mm. that they're eating in the Lion King. Yeah. Those are the gross ones. The grubs. The grubs. Um, but you know, like that's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, so it's not gross to be eating like the tongue of a cow. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I, food culture is always weird. Yes. I know that show where they would go around the world and like try to freak you out and they're like, this is what they feed children here. And yeah. Just like a goat eyeball. <laughs> but then at, like, it is fascinating when people are like, oh, I can't believe you eat this. And then you're like, well, d- we eat cow. Yeah. And they're so cute. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Sorry, cows. Sorry, guys. That was a bummer. Well, one thing I did stop eating. I yeah, that was lady bummer. Yeah, I did stop eating octopus. I don't really because I anymore. like calamari. Even though I know I think is calamari is squid. squid, isn't it? Yeah, but I call it in the same. It, but they're in the same family. Smart. I saw something. I did see this on TikTok, so I don't know the scientific verification. But it was like it's science. It TikTok is science and TikTok <laughs> is news. TikTok is life. <laughs> It's they're classified according to whatever I saw on TikTok. Again, no, th- this is not verified in any way. But it said that they're classified as sentient beings, and it's like they are yes. one of the smartest. It's like I can't be eating. I mean, it's like a chicken. They have feelings. They have feelings. I can't. I can't eat it anymore. I know. Um, apparently, bacon I- is the lowest I'll go. <laughs> but that's sentient too. Yeah, I mean they're. They're smart. Well, I think there was a new like study or whatever saying most animals are sentient or have emotion. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, the thing about at least mammal wise, like I don't I don't know about insect. Sometimes fish. I'm like, those are going to be pretty stupid. Fish. Fish. I'm fine with eating. (laughs) I love fish. They're my favorite animals. But I don't know. Have I ever said this on the podcast about when I was teaching preschool? And you've mentioned, I think that you, yeah, you were, but I don't know what the story is. Because the, the thing about bacon is that they're classified as three-year-old children. And that Isn't was the that age wild. of children that I would teach. And they'd come in and they'd be like, last night I had a dream. <laughs> You're like, I can't eat Yeah, you. I'm like a holding like the cleaver. And they're like, Miss Katie, <laughs> you're so beautiful. We had a, like a lot of British children at that school for some reason. Miss Katie, I love you. And I'm like, well, I want bacon. So excuse yeah. me. Get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk to you anymore. Uh, it's just devastating. I think one time Joe read that and he accidentally bumped the age up to eight. And people oh my are like, God. Um, saying that pigs had a reading level of can you check that out again i don't know if they can read no they can't no i think it's three that's hilarious yeah they're they have the age range of 25 year olds yeah i know (laughs) we gotta stop yeah they can do science yeah (laughs) yeah so that's my that's my octopus that's my octopus um that's your stance. Uh, my stance, yes. I, yes. And welcome to Lady Journey, everybody. Welcome. welcome. We're 11 minutes in. We're 11 minutes in, and we want to welcome you and say thank you for listening. And um, please support us if you have a chance. Anyway, emotionally or monetarily. We have a Patreon. We have on an Instagram. Give us a bump. We have a TikTok. Yeah. We have a blog. We have a blog. We have a life. <laughs> yes, we have a journey. We're doing so much for you guys. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for supporting us. And um, I want to do a welcome to our one of our new Patreon members. Ooh. We have a new Patreon member. And uh, I want to give her a big shout out. 
And we have a new person who's commenting on our YouTube. Wow, this is a lot of YouTube comments. Yeah, that wow. one. Wow. <laughs> I think Wowie he's helping with the <laughs> algorithm, but there's part of me that's like the calls coming within inside the house. I mean, that's a big one, huh? <laughs> I cannot even find the new person. Ah, here we go. Stacy. Thank you and welcome, Stacy. Welcome, Stacy. Thank Stacey you so much to for your patronage. And your thank new you. Lady Journey. Thank you. And thank you to the people who have been commenting on the YouTube. Uh, we appreciate it. And thank you for your subscription. Yeah. Thank we, you so I much. I have to say, a lot of times people might think that we don't, but believe me, we get alerts. And we, we and I check them as part yeah. of my external validation. So yes. it's, I'm there. I don't even need the alerts because I just check it every day. <laughs> I check it every day. I say, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at emotionally? Yeah. And yeah. we did. We lost a couple patrons, but then we gained a couple. So, hey, you know, and we get it. You know, we you, get do, it. you do your finances. You're on a financial lady journey and you realize, hey, I need I need to pull back. And you know what you can do it, instead? You can go to our YouTube and subscribe. Give us or a follow us on Instagram. But we do have a five dollar Patreon tier and we're putting bonus episodes up now. So we're gonna we're putting the bonus to the five dollar tier. Watch out. Watch out. So what's your journey that you're on, Sarah? Which one are we at? I think this one. Yeah, let's All do right. that one. So I so I've been I don't follow to my this journey a lot, but it is on my like I don't know, dream board or whatever. I try to thrift. Yeah, I try to buy most of my clothes yes. thrifting. Love but it. I have to say, I run into a dilemma when I'm thrifting. I generally think I'm choosing clothes I don't generally like mm-hmm. or it's too fashion trendy that there are a lot of times where I'm I usually give my thrift clothes away. Oh, I no, I have the same. I have the same thing. And I was I was at a thrift store recently and I found this. I was like, oh, my God, a neon orange jacket. (laughs) When am I ever going to find this again? And it was like find. It was a find. It was 30 bucks. It was like a nice brand. The brand was Scotch and Soda, I think, which I was like, that's a good brand. And and then and then, you know, it's like the longer you look at it, the more you're like, okay, it's a little dirty. I can kind of dirty around like the sleeves. Yeah, it's a little dirty. And then and then more and more, I'm like, this is never this is not going to fit into my wardrobe. I don't have anything that goes with a neon orange jacket. And why would I get this? But I just get so sucked into like if I anytime I see a leather jacket in my mind, like leather means you have to get it. I'm like, I gotta get it. Yeah. And then I'm in that mindset of like, I can always resell this. And then I I don't I'm looking at items right now that I can't resell oh yeah Poshmark like tries to draw you in I do you know what I do about Poshmark is usually I try to find I have items that I like that are newish mm-hmm. and I try to find them on Poshmark at a discounted price that's and what I, I did yeah I've done that with loafers yes um like I had there's Sam Edelman loafers that I wanted but they were hundred dollars I'm like, I'm sure someone's giving away those. Yeah. And they did. I found them for 20 bucks and they were lightly used that I was like, it's worth it. That's the best way to use Poshmark, I think, because it's like, uh, uh, as you guys know, I'm sure from my capsule wardrobe episode, I have been really trying to focus on maintaining a wardrobe that pieces fit. I don't have anything that's like, you know, some kind of wild neon jacket just hanging around in the back of the wardrobe that I'm never going to wear. But it really it really helps me have the discipline to be like, okay, if this isn't fitting in my wardrobe, I'm not spending the money. I'm not 
I'm not getting it. Yeah. Because I used to, I feel like I would just go to like thrift stores and you're like, oh my God, like a silver sequin dress. <laughs> like, because you're like, oh, I think I like this. But then yeah. it's like liking something and liking the fabric of it. It's like, who doesn't love gold lame? Yeah. But yet, am I going to wear this to a work function? No. No. Or I'll be like, oh, vintage tees. But then I just realize I'm kind of wearing shirts that look like they were found in a lost and found. Yes, yes. That you're like, oh, I don't think this is the fashion. I think I missed it by a slight hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going in, you're going, you're going in thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to look amazing. And then it's like, meanwhile, it's like, Sarah looks like she's regressing. <laughs> and I bought thrifted these um, old school Levi's and they were expensive. Ugh. Levi's are fifty. So expensive. And they fit well. And I was like, okay, I'll get them. They have ripped so poorly (gasps) on the back of my leg. No. Because I guess it's been worn out, but I wore them the other day and I couldn't fortunately I was throughout the apartment at the end and then I was gonna wear them on stage at night. I had like a lower butt cheek. Uh, just a big rip. Oh, that man. You're like, it's not even cute. That's a drafty one. Yeah, that's a butt cheek rip <laughs> where you're, you're like, are you okay? Yeah, are I'm you like, in a fight? I'm like one of like the weird crazies at 34th Street that yeah. like, they're like, their ass is just hanging out of their <laughs> pants. Like, uh, so those are like the, yeah, I sometimes think I also end up spending more. Some, yeah. Some thrift stores, I'm like, all right, this is more, it says the label's H&M, and I truly believe you're selling this at a price higher than what H&M has been selling this. Yeah, yeah. That I was like, you can't do that. I know. I feel like with thrift stores, it's like, uh, what is your game? What is your game here? You're <laughs> like having women in desperate straits bring their designer clothes. Yes. You're giving them a fraction of a cost, and then you're selling them for like way more than what yeah. they're even really worth just because it has like a DKNY label. Meanwhile, it's something from like 2002. Yeah, or like from the DKNY outlet mall. So it's right. not even part of her actual fashion line yeah like that's another thing yeah. i found out about outlet did you know that stuff like gap outlet they have stuff made solely for gap outlet yes. and not gap store it's so sad found, it is but i found some stuff that i have liked at outlets but you're like i mean like i guess for basics for like t-shirts or whatever it's fine but like anything that you you know like want to hang on to yeah like a dress a nicer dress or something it's like oh and it fell apart yes and then the other frustrating thing too thrifting in new york is I think a huge ripoff. The the thing about thrifting in they're New York so is like expensive. Yeah, there's there's some good ones like Beacon's Closet in Brooklyn. Okay. If you ever come to New York and you go to that Beacon's Closet in Brooklyn, they've got some great stuff and and I they have fines. And the the thing about thrifting is that like if you're able to kind of toe the line of between treasure hunting and app actually adding something useful to your wardrobe and, and you know and, and not like coming home with like a, a weird pair of overalls or something you're like this <laughs> is me now one. you're like in the, you're like is this me is do I wear a multicolored jumpsuit like I almost bought you know that obey the obey posse I almost yeah. bought a jumpsuit with that on it because I found it at the thrift store and it was like reasonable and I was like I this could be like should I just rebrand my entire personality <laughs> that's 
that is exactly what happens in a thrift store for me. All of a yeah. sudden I'm like, I'm a new person in yeah. here. I don't know who I really am. <laughs> and I, it's time to figure out my costume for the week. It, yeah. it, it's like I go, I lose all sense of reality in a yeah. thrift store. But I, the only finds I think that I've had success on at thrift stores is like decent pair of shoes. Yeah, and some and purses. Like sometimes Shoes, I can find purses, some friends yeah. bags and stuff like that. But New York, New York does have like they have like the Beacons is good. I will say on like Twenty Sixth Street they've got a Buffalo Exchange. Twenty Sixth Street in Manhattan they've got a Buffalo Exchange and a Crossroads, and those are pretty good. But you'll be going around to like Housing Works, for example, which is like that. There, I love how they curate their window design for the interior. Every time I walk by there, I'm like, I have to have that couch. But I know then it's like a full like Keith Harrington. Yes. Or Keith Herring. Yeah. I don't know. The oh, guy, gosh. you know, is, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. He's a street artist. Yes. During the um, Basquiat years. Yes. Yes. And they had like a full like furniture display. You're like, oh my God, is this like $3,000? And it is. Yes. And you're like, oh, this is not a thrift store. <laughs> yes. You're like, why am I paying full price for furniture that I don't, this is gross. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, well it goes to help people who are like suffering from AIDS. Yeah. And you're like, okay, but I can't afford this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at a thrift shop for a reason. It's because I can't yeah. afford to spend $99 on a dress. Yeah. And I used to live, I used to, oh, I used to work across the street from one. So I go every day. And th- that's the place where it's like, if you can go there every day, you might find something really incredible, like a gorgeous silk yes. dress that you could have for years and years. And then it's like, okay, then it, maybe it's worth 50 bucks if you're paying for like a designer label. Yeah. And it's like, totally. if, it's, if, any, if it fits well, then I say get it, but most of the time I'm buying stuff I'm that in there, doesn't I'm like, fit get well. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> I'm paying what? I'm gonna pay two hundred bucks for like what? This like sweater? Yeah, with sweat stains in it. Yeah. Uh, also, the uh, I always I'm like I'm gonna redecorate my apartment with everything thrifted. It is so much work. I I so much yes. work. I went into a Salvation Army because I saw I saw them doing it on TikTok. I was yes. like, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna pick three pieces. I was in there. I was like, okay, You're I can have. It? I have a coffee mug. I could choose between a coffee mug <laughs> and a picture of a baby lamb. Those are my choices. It's just so sparse. Yes, it's. Yeah, and then they never have like a company that can come deliver. Oh, I, I know furniture. So yeah. you're like so. I have to trek this along 23rd Street You're on like, the subway yeah. at usually rush hour, and then everybody hates you. And what's the What's the worst thing you've ever taken on the subway? I think I haven't had anything that bad. I one time did an IKEA haul from Red Hook, and yes. I felt like that was pretty obnoxious—just things sticking out. But I, I've I've never been bold to take. I did an I, I did the same thing from IKEA, I t- but it was a bed. I took a bed <laughs> on the train. It, I took I had the mattress and my boyfriend had the frame, so we were just like, and he was a big guy. Uh, this was not Mike, yeah. obviously. Um, <laughs> he was a small guy, but he's very big yeah. as well. But this guy was like huge. He was like a six foot seven guy, and so we just kind of like took it on. I just remember like just feeling the shame. Of yes. people <laughs> hating me like for misusing the public transits. Yeah, because sometimes I've been that way with like like bikes almost i'm like come on dude you have a bike ride the bike ride the bike (laughs) what are we doing like at at least not 
during rush hour. No, no, yeah. no. It's too much. It's too much. But but yeah, like the thing about thrifting though, I, I totally get it where it's like you have this concept in your mind that you're like, oh, I'm just going to go in and I'll just spend $5 and I'll solve every home problem I've ever had. <laughs> And meanwhile, then you're like trying to like nail together something. And you're like, oh, I can't sand. Yeah. I can't sand stuff down. No. Like that's not an option for me. Where can I actually sand stuff down in my apartment? Nor, I don't think my landlord would appreciate it. I'm just woodworking out in the <laughs> <top> yard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have the same problem too. My problem is um, like clearance shops like Nordstrom Rack um I love Marshalls Marshalls where I'll go in and I'll find something or like TJ Maxx like the TJ mm. Maxx and Chelsea like that they have like designer stuff there well I'll go and I'll find something that it's like okay this is designer it's way discounted and then my poor brain is like that means I have to <laughs> squirrel it away in my home. Yes. And then meanwhile, I get it back and I'm like, I have like a loud floral print. I'm like, this is <laughs> why w- I would never wear this anywhere. I can't pull this off. Or, you know, just like something like Calvin Klein, like a like a pantsuit. It's like, I'm not wearing a <laughs> pantsuit. So I just, I just have to be it. so careful. And I have about an hour. I can go shopping for like an hour. And at that point, my critical thinking goes way, <laughs> way. It just takes a nosedive. <laughs> and then I just come out and I'm like, I've got like a live, laugh, love sweatshirt. And I'm like, isn't this what people are wearing? I know. It sounds like I just picture you showing up to an event being like this. I'm sorry. I spent over an hour in TJ Maxx and I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing like a scarf. I'm wearing like a poncho of some kind. Yeah, I um that's one of the reasons why I mostly just really do shop online now. It's, Even yeah. I do like the thrifting like Poshmark because I I can search for stuff where I'm like I got that skull cashmere that was 50 bucks. That's like a nice designer label. I knew I wanted it, so I could just go in and be like I want a skull cashmere sweater. Yeah. And then find a reasonable one and be like, okay, great. This is a good addition to my wardrobe. It matches. Because other than that, like, I can't even be like, even scrolling on there, I'll be like, oh, I just bought an amazing dress. And it's like, this is a bridesmaid's dress. <laughs> yes. I, I think I have one of those in there. That I'm yeah. like, uh, I think this is a bridesmaid's dress. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. people are like, slip dresses are coming back. It's like, uh, <laughs> this is a bridesmaid's dress. <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, I'll, sometimes also, too, on Poshmark, I'm like, is this just like one of those weird Asian markets that said that this is Poshmark or a thrift, but it's really, yeah. I'm just buying like cheap Chinese shit again. Yeah. You have to I've watch seen, out for those. Yeah. That would be like that on Craigslist with looking for stuff. Then all of a sudden I'm like, well, this doesn't, I actually feel it. Oh no. Facebook marketplace Etsy. is like that. Yeah. Etsy's like it too, where it's like, it'll, Oh, I got tricked. Yeah. You're like, Oh, Oh wow. I'm getting like a five piece silk pajama outfit. And then it comes and it's like this big. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh this is really small. I had a, I bought a shirt off of the Instagram algorithm. Mm-hmm. I think we mentioned it. Oh, yeah. It was so cheap. Yeah. Yes. Where you're like, oh, I yeah. will never buy from a place like that. I have to know at least the brand or familiar with the I always company. Google it. I always Google, like, is it a scam? And then you get, like, these hilarious wild photos of being like, well, um, my shirt is a, a trash bag, apparently. <laughs> It's like they're just like sending people like yeah. a skirt made of like just like a you know whatever that 
plastic is. Yeah, they like drop cloths. Yes, yeah, like what they kind of just do a mock up for a garment yeah. before they actually make it. It's a good scam. It's actually a pretty good scam. I had there's one I used to work at this I tempt at uh Chouse, which is like a clothing there's a, they also do Vince Camuda. Mm-hmm. Um a huge brand, but every once a year they did a like come get all of our gar- like sample sale. Mm, I and love some a sample of, sale. I was like it was their mock-ups. Oh, wow. I was kind of really <gasps> grossed out about it. That's so seedy. There would be, like, safety pins stolen their shit. But oh. I was like, I can't believe you guys are I do love a sample sale, though. This. It triggers something in me, like uh, like my gathering. Yes. It like, goes back to, like, the <laughs> gathering brain where I'm like, musket socks. That's so fascinating that you mentioned that because I was thinking recently, you know how people take photos when they go hunting? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, like, I... That's what we're doing on TikTok with the uh, like TJ Maxx haul. Yes, that's us yeah. gathering. We are. That's it's us hard. gathering. It's hard to get away from that impulse. <laughs> it's like oh, I want to hoard necklaces. I just picture you as a cave woman. Like, I just I brought this berry back because I kind of I didn't I don't know it was just like by itself. <laughs> I don't love it, but <laughs> I don't hate it. But I could take it back tomorrow if no one wants it. I will take it back. What do you guys think about this plant yeah. I found out there? Yeah, my husband's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's stressed. Yeah. That's probably how it was in caveman times. Women were probably like so much more advanced. We're like, I wrote a poem. <laughs> Her husband's just like hitting his fist <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like lightly raping us. <laughs> <laughs> Women's poem. Uh, actually, it isn't by the time this, this episode gets released. Anyway. Um, All right. So that mm-hmm. that's my journey. Just be careful when you're thrifting. I really check in with yourself mentally. Yeah. That's the thing. You have to do it because it's like you're not doing the environment any good if you're buying like 18 pairs of jeans. <laughs> 18 pairs of jeans that you'll never wear. Yeah. Um, but Which yeah, I do have that's that's my uh, the journey of pants. I can't find pants. It's hard. Yeah. My one pair of pants that I love is the Levi's five hundred one jeans. I want every pair of pants in that, and I'm done. Yeah. I'm kind of done with my skinny jeans now, where I'm like I've I've shifted away. We I'm just straight wearing leg. them. Yeah, I just go straight leg. But the Levi's five hundred one, I'm like, yes, I am a new person. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in the vibe shift. Yes, this I've is my shifted, look. and I'm a new me. <laughs> Um, but my journey that I'm going on, I'm excited to share is, so I've been reading Atomic Habits, which was recommended me by- Never heard, uh, but m- now I'm fascinated. Ugh, it's so good. It's all about this guy. He's just like a kind of business guy, entrepreneur, but he was in a horrific car accident where he um, he almost died. Or no, he wasn't in a car accident. He was in a baseball accident, which is so different than a car. <laughs> I'm so sorry to misinform you guys. <laughs> It was like a car, but smaller. What's a baseball accident? Like a ball going to his head really fast? Yeah, like one of the other kids, he was in high school, and the kid was taking a swing with the bat, and he accidentally let go, and it smashed into his face. God. So he had to go. He was on life support. He was in a coma. But as part of his recovery as a young person, he gave himself a lot of structure in his life. And so that kind of led to, like, his development of – this lifestyle where he's like very into exploring how habits are formed and on top of that he did a lot of blogging research and this is kind of like the culmination of it so it's a really great read and I have to say you know one of the things that really just grinds my gears about these self-help books and we've talked about this before is like a long story (laughs) a long (laughs) and that person was me yeah yeah Yeah. it's like it's like and you know um Miriam was a sad woman you know and it's just like this and you're like just tell just give 
me the info. Yeah. Take out the story. And, you know, meanwhile, the book's like 600 pages. It's like, just give me the info. So he does not do that a lot in this book. Great. So it's a lot of just facts. And it's a lot of um, really careful examination of how habits form and how you can break bad habits. And one of the things is, like, he talks about cues, creating a cue where it's like – creating a specific intention like okay on Mondays after lunch I always do this yeah creating a routine that you can always follow and I've kind of done some of that organically just with like my own writing process and thinking of like ways that I need to be consistent with my writing um you know just to like develop as a comedian so I've kind of uh, it's interesting to be like okay I've done that organically or you know maybe this is like a way that I can continue to improve my good habits but one of sometimes also I get a little frustrated reading these books though because he'll be like hey maybe that's how you could stop watching tv every day it's like yeah that's not my problem okay (laughs) I'm like trying to be a successful businesswoman here I don't have an issue that I just like watch tv for six hours a night yeah or it's like hey maybe you could stop eating chocolate after every meal it's like yeah that's not what we're really doing it's not what we're working (laughs) with here no I've had that sometimes where you're like yeah can we this doesn't really cater into the world that for kind of stand up right yeah right where it's like but I think that's I'm trying to not let that ruin it for me where it's like well let me take what's helpful yes I would say that with each book or whatever is you don't have to follow the whole thing yeah it's just you take what you like from it yeah but one thing I'm taking from this um which I'll just break down quickly is called habit stacking so it's like instead of being like well I want to write every day it's like just take all the things that you want to do and be like First, I do my writing session. Then I do my screenwriting session. Then I do my workout. Then I have my health shake. You know, so yeah. it's like I just do these four things in the same row every single day. And then you just get used to doing that same thing. And it it's kind of what I was doing a little bit without realizing it just because I love the feeling of freedom that you have from a routine because you just takes the pressure off yes. of like, Thinking. you know. You well, don't have to I think, like, like structure. what comes next, you yes. know? Like, you're like, oh, I always do this. And there's something kind of soothing about that. Yeah. I, but the only – I like structure and routine, but then what ends up happening is that I feel when it's broken because of, like, a trip yeah, or, like, something came up, there's a feeling of shame I get from yeah. breaking it. Yeah. And I feel like once it's broken or, like, the day I didn't do it, then all hell is going to break loose. <laughs> Something bad is going to happen. Or no, just that like more on the fact of like, this is why you're not making it or, you know, like I'm really harsh on myself for that. I feel that too. And I think it's kind of hard to like reconcile it with the freelancing schedule. Like if you, for example, um, have like a nine to five, it's like, okay, it's really easy to be like, this is my morning routine and I get up. But it's like, for example, if you're like doing auditions or if you are, doing podcasts or if you're like I'm doing different things every single day and then things come up and they get in the way of your routine then it's like okay it's really hard to be consistent with it so I guess that's kind of what I'm struggling with now where it's like I want to do this writing routine um, because as my comedy album out now uh, has been released now it's time for me to write more but yeah you got to make another it's like I can't I can't do a two-hour writing routine every single morning when I wake up, if five of those mornings I have to be somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like a frustrating ordeal. I, there's one, I don't know. I don't, I feel like it feels like it came from this book, Mm -hmm. 
But this is one thing I read somewhere online, of course, where I get all my information. Yes. Is like when I quit smoking, mm-hmm. I joined a gym membership or joined a gym mm-hmm. um, that I've heard instead of uh, reward yourself, like if you buy yourself like um, instead of like a, buy yourself something that uh, helps you get to that goal. So mm. like say maybe like for you, like buying new pens and pencils yeah. Ooh, or a pens. new notebook yeah. or like for me, it was like, I'm going to just buy some more to get some workout gear. Yes. Yes. So be rewarding myself. That also is towards the goal. That's great. Yeah. Rather than like, I'm going to eat cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the damn rails now. <laughs> well, I'm thinking I'm really trying to do something like that's like a little bit less of a thing where it's like I, either I have this four hour session at, or. Or I have nothing, you know, Mm. where it's like, what if I can kind of create like space and time in my day for a one hour writing session and it doesn't necessarily matter when I do it, but I just sit down and do it. Yeah. So I'm reading this great book right now called The Coffee Break Screenwriter, and it supposedly helps you to conceptualize and write a full movie in only 10 to 15 minutes a day. I like that. So it's like, as long as you can consistently do it, you know, if it was like, and I'm, that's the problem right now is I'm having a hard time consistent. I'm trying to stack it with some other stuff, but it's like, if I could just make this, like the one thing I do immediately when I wake up, you know, (laughs) then I could do it consistently. And it's like, yeah, 15 minutes every day for a full year. Like that's a lot of time. That's way more than like four hours, one Saturday a month that you're like just throwing yourself into it. And you're like, yeah, that was weird. I didn't make any progress. Yeah. I always think about that too. Of Like a year is a long time to work on something, but it's a short time in your life. Yeah. Meaning like, so what if it takes you a year? Yeah. Like to everybody else, they think that you did it overnight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Totally. And I was thinking about that with stand up too, where it's like, you know, instead of maybe like performing every single night, like what if I just take a week off, just totally do nothing and then I'll feel more creative. I won't feel like burnt down, run down and then I'll go back and I'll have new jokes and then those people will not even notice that I took a week off. No it could one... be a month. It could be three months. And I think that's how, you know, especially when you freelance, you have this pressure to be like grinding and doing things every day. And it's like you actually don't need to do it every day in certain. I think like certain context consistency is important, like social media right now. Yeah, I've had there's been the not the trap, but I've had this like, oh, whatever happened to that guy? I think he quit. And then the next thing you know, he sold three movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're oh, like, yeah, he was just over there. <laughs> he was not on my site. Yeah. And I just assumed he was gone. It just shows you that like, and I'm just thinking about like thinking what other people think. Like nobody knows what you're up to. Nobody knows what you're up to. And they also kind of don't really care. No one's yeah. like, no one's like, oh, Sarah quit. Yeah. Like, They're just like, they won't even know that. Nobody's going to know that I quit. Yeah. I could just, because there's tons of people. And I've learned that as the time goes by there, I've seen plenty of comics take quite a bit of time off. Yeah. And bounce back quite nicely. Just bounce back. And, you know, people do it like regularly too. Yeah. Or, you know, even like having, having a day job or like, you know, I think about that sometimes where it's like, maybe it's time for me to go back to a day job instead of being like sitting in a darkened room. I've had that demanding that I write (laughs) topical jokes. Come on, come on. It's because it is, there is something that I look fondly in every, I do romanticize of being like, it's nice to just go back to a job. 
where you have like a thing where you're like, oh, I know what I'm going to do every day. And there's no pressure on me to have like a tweet that goes viral. Otherwise, I don't yeah. feel good about myself. It's like yeah. if you're just like folding clothes, you know, and I'm talking about like a job that's like something pretty low stress. Yes. Low stress and low income. So like, like any temp job that I would do, there was yeah. always a feeling that I had afterwards of like, oh, I felt pretty good. Yeah, like I it was just productive. Early in the morning, I did eight hours of work and yeah. Sometimes it was, I'm just pinning. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> but great. like I could write and then, then you take like maybe like an online college course. Mm, great. Easy breezy. Great. Yeah. But yeah, like the, I was trying to do, because I was in that mindset of like, I'll just do a little bit of a day. And then I tell my manager and then she's like, well, you need to, what you really need to do is just like watch a ton of movies. And then I just stopped writing. And I haven't yeah. even had a chance to watch a 90 minute feature that I'm like, is that good advice? I don't, I think like. Was that good? I think that like immersion <laughs> is good advice sometimes, but it's like when you're coming from a place of burnout, I don't think it's the best advice because it's like, oh, okay, well now I can't even just start. Now I have to, because when you get into a place mentally where you're tired and you're kind of run down, you don't have that clarity of being like, why don't I just work on this 15 minutes a day? Yeah, that's why like I just work on manageable. Or read one script a week or something instead of being like, I need to watch movies eight hours every day. I know. Well, that it also leads me into thinking, hey, don't tell people what you're working on for a while. Yeah, seriously. Because people, I don't, don't know if they do it intentionally. Yeah. But they will really take give put you on a detour or like yeah be like oh you don't really want to do that who wants to buy that blah 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 I've um, heard that so many times and I, I'm always like I regret or you tell them your idea and then they kind of force their idea into yours. Yeah, yeah never tell people what you're working on especially if it's like a creative project or like a creative risk that you're thinking about because immediately whatever you say people are going to have their own experience that has everything to do with them, nothing to do with you. Like if you were thinking of like trying out stand up or something, do not tell a single friend. Just Literally do don't. Because especially if you're like, you know, older say, if you're anything other than the age of like 22, yeah. you know, people are going to be like, why would you do that? Or like, I want to do stand up. You know, it's just like everyone is always kind of going with their own issues and it just ruins it. Yeah, they they suck and I <laughs> they, they suck. suck your friends your friends and family suck <laughs> we are here for you they are not well that's what I was joking about recently with like joining a cult they're like they separate you from your friends and family I'm like that sounds amazing because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like your friends and family can be some of the worst people in yeah. your life and not intentionally as you said they just project their own shit and they really it then you're like, oh, maybe that was dumb. And you probably you might have had one of the best ideas out there. Yeah. 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 I have. A, I'm really working on that with myself right now because I do have an idea for a screenplay and being someone who is desperately seeking affirmation at all times. It's very hard for me to not at least tell like Mike, you know. Yeah. But I'm not telling him because I just don't. Once you put that idea out there. It never seems the same as if you just kept it inside as a secret, you know, it's like you yeah. just let it grow, P protect it like a little like a little baby that's inside of your womb. Women's month. <laughs> women's month is every month is women's month. I fully agree. like protect your idea. Protect it. Yeah. Don't tell a soul. Tell until us, it's dead. Tell I us. I mean, though. not dead. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You're like, <laughs> let your that. idea shrivel and die in your mind. 
No, tell tell us your idea. Email it to us at ladyjourneypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We will support it. Dude, there's been dumber shit that has made it out there. Like your mind will be blown. I'm that's my mindset too, is like let me put my dog shit out there. Oh, I'm please. watching other yeah. people put their dog shit out there. Let me get my dog shit out. Get there. it out there and believe in it and sell it. Yes. And we believe in you. And we, we and so as a reminder, Lady Journey podcast, we're all over the Internet. Follow us on Instagram. If you follow us and you have a business or you have something and you want us to um, give us a we'll give you a share on the stories. But just message us because we yeah. we're we don't know who everybody is. So we were not following <laughs> back people indiscriminately because, you know, it could be somebody who doesn't really want to be followed and that's fine. Oh yeah. So just send us a message and we'll support it. We, we want this to be a special community, not a cult, not but a, a community cult. where we get money and we are at the top. <laughs> we're at the top of the pyramid. And you listen to everything we say. <laughs> and you listen to our podcast. <laughs> anyway, lady journey, lady journey.